Hi, this is Benjamin. Welcome to Affable Chat, uh, the show where I sit down and have a friendly conversation with whoever my guest ends up being. But today, I'm not going to be talking with a guest. Uh, the Affable Chat will be taking place between myself and you, the audience, as I share with you a few underground musical pieces that I I presume that most of you have not heard before and uh, that I think maybe you might be interested in hearing. Uh, so, so I'm just going to go ahead and get started here. So as I've said in previous podcasts, I live in the state of Oklahoma and right now in the state of Oklahoma at the Capitol, there is a protest going on. The teachers statewide have walked out and are canceling school because they're demanding more funding. Uh, there's a whole discussion to be had about that whole situation, but I just want to go off a little bit about a little anecdote because I've been to the rally a few times now. That, ha- that happens every day at the Capitol. There's tons of teachers, tons of students, and tons of fun, honestly, going on there. A lot of music, a lot of speakers, uh, really funny signs if you check my Snapchat. And one of the teachers came up on stage. Actually, I'm not sure if she's a teacher, but someone who is in support of the teachers came up onto the big stage they have there. And she played her own rendition, a rewritten, repurposed version of Let It Go, that really, that mega popular song from Frozen. A few, you know, it was mega popular years back, but still, it was that huge song, Let It Go. I'm sure everybody knows what I'm talking about there, but she actually changed the lyrics so that it was about the Oklahoma teacher's protest, and instead of let it go, it was status quo. And while I was listening, honestly, she had a great voice, and I thought it was kind of clever. A lot of it came off as a little bit cheesy, but again, it's for a teacher's protest. The point of it is not to make amazing music. It was to you know say uh, get their message across. But while I was listening to it, I realized that I hadn't heard the original version in a long time, just let it go from the movie. I've seen Frozen. Actually, I saw it on a flight. Like that was, a, I think, the only time I ever saw it. And I, but I did like that song. But when I was a freshman, I was a SoundCloud fiend, always listening to remixes on SoundCloud. And I found this one guy whose his username is Tesher, and I will link to his stuff in the description of this podcast. And his whole gimmick at the time was that he would take popular rap songs and remix them with music from a wildly different genre. And at this time, ASAP Ferg had also released a song called Let It Go. So Tesher took the two songs, put them together, and what he created, in my opinion, was a masterpiece. And when I heard this teacher singing her version of let it go. It reminded me that this even existed. So I'm I'm just gonna have I'm just gonna play it for you guys and then we'll talk about it. Let it go, let it go. Can't hold it back anymore. Let it go, let it go.
So what did we think of that? Pretty awesome, right? Honestly, I was a pretty big fan at the time. You know, this was back in 2013, 2012. No, 2013. I liked both of these songs. ASAP Ferg was on it back then. And, uh, you know, Frozen was big. And that song has such a a beautiful, melodic voice in it. uh, The Let It Go in Frozen. It's hard not to like it. It got overplayed, I'll admit. But at the end of the day, when you combine those two great songs with the same name, in my opinion, you get an even better song, all courtesy of Tesher. So uh, like I said, he is down in the description. Great guy. uh, Great content, I guess I should say. I don't personally know him, but uh, he has a whole bunch more remixes he does. He has a whole album that's called Hick Hop, which combines country music like very like stadium country music with popular rap songs uh it's superb honestly i could do a whole podcast about tesher's music but uh this one just happened to organically come back into my life thanks to the oklahoma teachers protest so check him out for sure if you like that uh moving forward if you're a fan of vine if you were on vine a lot you may have heard of this guy demi Ajuibe, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. Uh, most of the time, people just refer to him as Demi. He was a Viner I followed back in the heyday of Vine, back when Vine existed. 
And since then, he's gone on to do a lot of other stuff. If you've seen the show At Midnight on Comedy Central, it was like a game show hosted by Chris Hardwick. Demi ended up getting a job as a writer on that show. He's always producing amazing content on his Twitter and his YouTube He's, he's a guy that I really think is promising. He's young, he's done a lot of funny stuff, and he keeps making funny stuff. And uh, this next song is no exception. So, without trying to get political, uh, you know, people have their opinions and have decide what they think is fake news and what's the truth. But one thing that we can all agree on is that Trump has let go of a whole bunch of the people in his administration. Demi claims to have found inspiration from a tweet that said, Rachel Maddow reading off this list of Trump administration firings sounds like Yakko from Animaniacs rattling off the names of countries in that Nations of the World song. And honestly, I have never seen Animaniacs, so I don't get the reference, but it's not required to enjoy what he created. Uh, So I'll go ahead and play that for you right now. Right out the gates, he fired Yates and then let Flynn die on the vine. Katie Walsh dropped out, KT McFarlane forcibly resigned. Then Murphy left and so did Reed and Big Jim Comey got the boot. Dubkey, Dahl, and Shaw all bounced and Mark Corallo followed suit. Then John Spicer left the team because... Wait, that's Miss McCarthy. He threw out Higgins, threw out Short, and also threw out Derek Harvey. Then Ryan Sprebus quit because he couldn't deal with his hater. Scaramucci joined crew, then left it ten days later. Georgia Chico's threw the coop and Cohen Watnick got the sack. Bannon lost his job not once but twice when Breitbart took him back. Then I got Beat it, so did Gorka. Look at the goatee on this guy. Schiller, Prisifakis, Dearborn, Katz, and Powell all said bye. Omarosa stayed for just a year. That's when her time expired. Then he can't answer my kid two days before the guy retired. Why did then Fitzgerald and Porter and Sorensen transported? Brandon Conan Feely walked out McEntee. He got escorted. Ivanka Trump and Kushner both were forced to step down. Just kidding, they're still on the payroll. Somehow then Ulrich Tillerson was discharged while he happened to be crapping. That last line is not a joke. That's what actually happened. Dow dropped on his defense, Raffle reached the end of his rope. Hicks is hastily headed home for her help, I wholeheartedly hope it. Now McMaster's on his way out for departures, he's the latest. But chances are that someone else left in the time it took to make this. Okay, so first off, uh, he made that about two weeks ago. From, you know, today, April 10th, Tuesday, April 10th. He made that about two weeks ago. And yes, more people have departed from the Trump administration since he made that. I was I'm not sure if any did in the time it took him to make it, but there there have been even more departures since then. But I just I mean, this is was just something he made on a whim. He's just a content creator and I've just blown away. I mean, the way that the tempo speeds up and he's constantly saying more and more and the uh Hope Hicks is just like a nine word alliteration starting with H's. It just I really I've listened to it a bunch of times. Honestly, that that's kind this was almost the total inspiration for making this podcast is I just needed somebody to share these things with because I've truly been enjoying them. Um but I also appreciate this as humor during the Trump era because as much as I enjoy guys like Stephen Colbert and Seth Myers and you know a- a- your favorite anti-Trump comedian um, I kind of get tired of it as much, you know, I, 
you can disagree with Trump all you want, but if your show consists of just hammering on him literally every night of the week, eventually you're going to lose me. It's just not fresh anymore. We get it. You don't like him. And there's so much opportunity for comedy in the Trump administration because things are different. Things are wacky by comparison to how a lot of other administrations have gone. And this is a great way of pointing that out. So uh, my hat is off to Demi. He has done it again. I'll link him to, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put a link to him in the description of this podcast. But uh, it's, I, I definitely think he hit it out of the park with this one again. He has a lot of great content. Uh, so moving forward, uh, later on, we're going to be talking about the yodeling kid because, of course, we are. He's huge right now. Um, and who knows? By the time you hear this podcast, maybe he isn't huge anymore. But, uh, yes, we'll talk about him later. But first, I want to talk about something uh, that I have even made. So a little bit of a backstory here. When I was in high school, um, I, when I was, I was learning to drive, and I knew that upon my 17th birthday – my parents had promised to provide me with a mode of transportation as they it was their it was kind of their plan as parents you know i have two siblings and whenever we reached the age of 17 we were allowed to use our license and we could drive one of the family cars and my brother who's older than me when he turned 17 he got a Mazda 3 and when my sister she's younger than me when she turned 17 she got a Ford Focus now, I was a little bit different. When I turned 17, and I knew this was coming, I received the family minivan, a Mercury Villager, to be exact, a minivan that I had spent many, many hours in, uh, getting toted to and from soccer practice and everywhere else as a kid, you know, leaving gum wrappers and lollipop sticks in the cup holders and basically treating it like my uh, mobile little home there. I actually was very partial to sitting in the back seat. Uh, myself. So when I heard that I was going to be getting this car for my 17th birthday, I was mildly devastated because I can't be, you know, I couldn't be rolling around in a family minivan. What do I look like? But I, I, I expressed my concerns to my mother and father, my parental units, and they said, you know what? Don't worry about it. Let's wait. Let's cross that bridge when we come to it when you turn 17. So I patiently awaited my 17th birthday. I mean, honestly, in the back of my head, I was just ready to have some wheels, right? When you first get to drive, I mean, that is, that's fantastic. That's something you, you couldn't wait to start doing. And on my 17th birthday, my dad rolls the minivan up. And what is it on the sides but flames, absolute flames coming straight off the tires down this cascading down the side of the minivan and I looked at this minivan with flames and I said this I can drive and I did I drove that minivan to high school all my senior year and the first few years of college I even rolled around in that minivan super iconic not another minivan like it uh, it was very difficult for me to be incognito whenever I went anywhere because you could see my flaming minivan parked outside. And sometimes I would get people honking at me on the interstate, you know, giving me a little support for the flames. Sometimes I'd get a little ambitious at the stoplight. I'd rev up next, you know, if me and another minivan are next to each other. I'd give them the look, rev on them. But, you know, obviously they never wanted to race. They could see the flames. They knew better than that. 
And it was a big part of my personality. In fact, uh, I, you know, people, I identified strongly with my minivan. A lot. Of, I, I've heard studies that uh, say that people look like uh, people look like their dog, or their dog looks like them. I think that my minivan looked like me. It was an extension of my personality. And in high school, my close friends and I would collaborate on rap projects. We would uh, we like to freestyle rap, but sometimes we would get serious and actually scribble down our, uh, our, our bars, 16 bars, and then we would create a song together. And before we graduated, before we went our separate ways, we decided to create sort of an anthem to the minivan. I, I, I named her Cindy Lopper because, well, because girls just want to have fun, honestly. But this song was to be a tribute to the minivan and her, and her legacy uh, with me and the boys, as, as she had taken us to many trips to Waffle House and, uh, the, you know, the Mc, McDonald's gas station down the road from our school. So, I th- I remember that this song existed actually not that long ago, and I will bring up why it came up to mind after I play it, but I reached out to one of the other guys who actually has, who's featured on the song, and he still had the track, he still had the file for it, and he sent it to me, and honestly, it's even better than I remember it, so please enjoy a uh, Yours Truly featuring uh, some of my friends in mini vandalism, the the a tribute to my flaming minivan But it ain't your baby mama We ain't rolling in a beer Benz Mercedes or a Honda It's that Mercury Villager With them flames on the side Watch us twerk at them villagers Take them dames for a ride Ride a six deep With the leather on the seat Steady roll up on your street Leave you six feet deep On the concrete Cause we shooting to kill Not guilty what I pleaded On my last appeal My back is getting sore Cause the team is on my shoulders We rolling just like we bullets We'll crush and cup holders Cooking up tires Yeah I'm burning that rubber When the flames fly by film we send them diving for cover Who got the best car In the rim park Lot. Benji's van got a shot at the number one spot This is my domain, I'm wild, I'm off the chain Got the only car that can stay on fire in the rain Ben's van is where it's at Big P done told me that Big P done told me that Big P done told me that Ben's van is where it's at Big P done told me that Big P done told me that My seatbelt be staying strapped me in the minivan, Ben J behind the wheel Turning corners, burning rubber, hear the tires squeal Matter of fact, they're so thin, it's like we're riding wheels The flames on the side, setting off the fire drill Dollar bills flow down, got my raincoat It's a flash flood, better hope you stay afloat Yo, we off the chain, like a broke bike In the minivan the whole day, whole night Running from the feds, yo, we white as a strobe light Torts in the backseat, yelling out, go right, yo Gold team, bugging like headlights Wanna know it doesn't exist? Red lights, see us flying through the the parking lot deuces up Yo, we hella tight, never ever loosen up When we riding through, we blacking out your city Pedal to the metal, but we maxing out at 60 Ben's van is where it's at Big P done told me that Big P done told me that Big P done told me that Ben's van is where it's at Big P done told me that 
Big P done told me that My seatbelt be staying strapped Pull up in the flames and we suck a big dust in Bust a rhyme and bust a faces backseat I be thrust in Sick and tired of the scrap so I went ahead and flushed it Mustn't think badly we blow up like spontaneous combustion I'ma look up its flames and put it out with my watch Man with hand and pants for cocky so I'm grab my crotch I'ma disembody my body if I threw the air with you Bobby Flows a bombing I went and broke every bone in your body Enough room in the back to fit all the New Mexico Flames on the side will keep us from being frozen Eskimos We got Mexico hoes and different zip codes that blow up our telephonos But we ain't trading numbers do we trade in chromosomes Rolling down the road Cause we own the streets of easy rolling in the minivan Owning the city is easy We ain't got no booze on our breath Cause we ain't no alcoholics We don't frolic down the road We straight bumping out like hydraulics Ben's van is where it's at Big P done told me that Big P done told me that Big P done told me that Ben's van is where it's at Big P done told me that Big P done told me that My seatbelt be staying strapped We're riding down the city looking mean like Rambo In a minivan but we treat it like a Lambo Gold team loaded up, that's what we talking about Girls looking at us, that's who they talking about We so cool cause we ballin' like a genital We so smooth cause we fresh like a vegetable Every first impression they call me impeccable I would agree cause my money three dimensional Like whoa, whoa, whoa you know my verses are murder, they killing all humanity Trying to send me to jail, but I plead for insanity The nurses are working, due to my brutality But they already dead, cause I'm increasing mortality M-I-N-I-V-A-N, you and me, now that's the plan Kids are pointing, people laughing, saying that, that's the van Here we go, now you know, gold team always kills the flow Rapping fast, it ain't slow, better not forget it though Ben's van is where it's at Big P done told me that Big P done told me that Big P done told me that Ben's van is where it's at Big P done told me that Big P done told me that My seatbelt be staying strapped Yeah, so, uh, as you can tell, me and my friends were some real gangsters in high school Uh, that song was me featuring J-Stacks, Torts, and Flare Gun And it included references or allegations, uh, claims to, uh, the the possibility that we commit drive-bys and that we uh, own the city in this minivan. So, yeah, I mean, I could I could say that's all probably pretty close to true. Um, my favorite part, though, personally, looking back on this, was the hook. This may have been one of the best hooks that we ever came up with, uh, especially cl- uh, the way we braggadociously state that our seatbelts be staying strapped, uh, a play on how most rappers would claim they're just strapped and they stay strapped. They always have a, a, a piece on them. We, on the contrary, you know, safety first, keep our seatbelts on when we're riding in the minivan. I mean, it was my car, my rules, and I always say safety first. So the reason we decided, the reason I wanted to unearth this song is also in the chorus, we claimed that, you know, my van is where it's at because... Big P says it to be to be so, and it's a very astute observation from Big P. I have to add, uh, Big P was the rap nickname that we gave to another one of my friends in high school, a longtime friend of mine, and I would say that his word carried a whole lot of weight. And uh, also, it, it sounded so good in the uh, in the chorus in this song. So actually, the reason why I unearthed the song was because Big P. <laughs> got married this weekend and i i actually flew home to go uh to attend the wedding and 
well that that's basically what, what brought it back i was like wow big p is finally getting married and uh Big P also had a lot to say about my minivan, so that, that brought those thing, those two things together. But it made me realize something, because back in the day, back in like eighth grade, when I first was getting on Facebook at like, two, so like 2008-2009, relationship announcements, especially marriage announcements on Facebook, were almost 100% fake. There was your somebody in your fifth period class was getting married to someone in your sixth period class, and you know even it, it didn't matter if they were the same gender or not. It was all just you know you're close friends with somebody, so you decided to get married on Facebook, and you're also adding each other as siblings, and everything was totally fake, right? Uh, and now the whole paradigm has shifted. When you see a Facebook marriage announcement, now it's. 100% factual. I can't remember the last time I saw a fake Facebook marriage announcement, but I can tell you I've seen a whole lot of actual real-life marriage announcements on Facebook. Uh, so I, it's that's how far we've come. I mean, uh, Mark Zuckerberg's got to have all our information, so it's a good thing we're announcing it on Facebook. Uh, totally, totally legitimately, too. Not even trying to throw him, uh, you know, for a spin by faking it like we used to in eighth grade facebook facebook truly is a lot more legitimate now people go on there to see how your life is actually going which is why i don't go on facebook anymore uh, i go on there to check if it's anyone i care about's birthday but you know besides that uh, yeah moving forward so obviously we all know about the walmart yodeling kid meme and it's it's like the biggest meme right now. One of many. Honestly, this has been a really good month for memes. Uh, you know, because we also had the Patrick meme. Well, I'm not sure if that was... In the last month and a half, we've had a bunch of good memes. But the Walmart kid was especially interesting to me because I don't think it's that remarkable what he does. I mean, yodeling is impressive. I, I'm not saying that I could yodel better than this young man. He certainly has uh, a lot of a lot of potential in yodeling i'd say he's still young but i watched the video myself and i wasn't really i didn't see why it caught on uh and i'll be honest i was kind of i missed the boat on this meme by the time i had seen it it had been through a couple of iterations and people were already starting to create remixes which kind of you know compounds the meme and people who are already in on the joke get more and more out of it as it progresses and becomes spirals more and more out of control because of its own thing i i saw that the the kid the walmart young kid had his twitter account and he was starting to you know he became self-aware realized he had become this meme and he was taking advantage of the fame and I feel like when that happens, because this is not the first time this has happened to me, and I, I'm sure it's happened to you before too. When you miss out on the the, the kind of the emerge, like when a meme truly emerges out of nothingness and becomes a hit, if you're there for it, if you witness it as it's happening, it's great, it's hilarious, memorable, and it's something that you might be a fan of for a while. But if you show up late and it's already on its second or third or fourth iteration. It's almost frustrating because if you don't get it, if you don't think it's as funny as everybody else, you're like, why do the masses, why are the masses entertained by this yodeling little boy in a Walmart? I, I mean, I get it. That's, that is random, but I don't, I mean, I, you don't see me getting, yeah, I, I don't see why it deserves so much attention. 
And that was my opinion until I saw a remix from one of my favorite content creators, Danny Lopriori. And Danny, if you haven't heard of him, was a popular Viner who made these, sometimes they were remixes, but a lot of times they're original music where he would create these silky smooth vocals, kind of R&B tracks that were just just outrageously sexually explicit. Uh, so he would he would not use a lot of euphemisms for what he wanted to do when he was making love to you in this R&B song that you just see a clip of, six seconds or maybe longer if it's on his Instagram. He, you know, as of late, he's been doing a lot of rapping kind of music. Uh, he did one where it was a you know this this uh, emo rap song, and uh, and he he kind of plays on it. I, I'm I'm getting away from the point. He created uh, this post. It was if the Walmart yodeling boy ghost wrote for Drake, and well, I'll just let you listen to it. Why you? Why'd you have to go and say goodbye? Why'd you say goodbye to? Why'd you hate goodbye? Why'd you say goodbye to? Yeah, 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 she do me, she do you, she do me, she do you. The type of loving that she brings. Had to just say goodbye. What a beautiful dream, yeah I hate to think it's all fucking over I lost my heart, it seems But hit you one time with a honey, yeah Why'd you have to say goodbye, huh? Why'd you have to go and say goodbye, though? I lost my heart, it seems Like, that shit, like, slaps, though I mean... That sounds, that actually <laughs> is exactly what it would sound like if Drake let this kid ghostwrite for him. And I mean, it just so perfectly encapsulates what Drake does, right? Because there's so many examples of Drake dropping like a sound bite. Like he'll have a good song. It'll be good front to back, but there'll be a part in it that just sets the people on fire. Kind of like how the people have been set on fire by the, y- the yodeling, the crooning of this Walmart boy. Uh, I mean, some some examples, right? Do you remember when Drake had like the like running through the six with my woes? Like that part of that song would everyone would get lit to that part of the song? That was just like, you know, it was heroin for your ears. You just had to hear that. Even more recently, with God's plan, it's like the I say she says, "Do you love me?" I tell her only partly. Like that part. The, everybody wants to hear that part. You know, it's just that one part in the song, but it's so memorable and so uh, so good, so syrupy, smooth. And the Walmart boy is, in my opinion, kind of like the equivalent of that, but in meme form. So you throw those things together, of course Drake's throwing in the hi hi. Like, I honestly wish that he would, like Drake himself would do this. Uh, Danny, see, that's that's kind of the, the genius of Danny is that he has the voice to imitate some of these R&B singers and rappers in a way that is actually pleasing to the ear. So even though what he's saying is comedic and uh, satirical, it sounds good enough that it actually kind of slaps. So 
even though I missed the, the boat big time on the yodeling Walmart boy, this iteration of it, it's spun off to this point where now it's a Drake song, and I absolutely love it. Uh, I and this is this one and that Demi song are like I've been listening to them more than I'm proud of, and I decided I had to do something with it, share it with somebody. So yeah, I'll, I'll definitely throw a link down to Danny down in the description of this podcast, so you guys can take a look at some of his other stuff. He just like Tesher, just like Demi. I mean, he makes a whole lot of good stuff uh, worth appreciating, worth a follow for sure. Um, but yeah, that's basically it. So this is just kind of an experimental podcast. I uh, just wanted to throw some stuff you guys away, give you something to listen to. Um, make sure uh, if you if you if you listen to this, I, I'm begging you, inter- interact. You know, set hashtag affable chat. Tweet at me at Fourth and Ben on Twitter. If you if you're hearing me right now, let me know because uh, I would I'd love to interact with you guys. If you're really trying to be listener of the year, <laughs> leave us a review on iTunes uh, so we can you know, get a little bit more promotion, get this podcast out there to more people. We're steadily building, you know, the trying to crank the quality up each and every time we get on the mic here. Uh, but yeah, that's basically it for, uh, for this podcast guys. Thank you so much for listening. And, uh, we'll be back with another movie podcast coming up this weekend. We're watching eight mile. So look forward to that. Uh, but I, yeah, that's it. We are out. We're done. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, why you? Why'd you have to go and say goodbye? Why'd you say goodbye to? Why'd you hate God? Why'd you say goodbye to? Yeah, 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 she'll do me, she'll do you. She'll do me, she'll do you. The type of loving that she brings. Say goodbye Yeah What a beautiful dream Yeah I hate to think it's all fucking over I lost my heart it seems But hit you one time with a yeah. Why'd you have to say goodbye Why'd you have to go and say goodbye though? Lost my heart it seems